My name is Kerry Kite. I'm an Air Force veteran and a writer, filmmaker, and entrepreneur. Day to day, I produce advertising content for a creative agency in New York City. Through this podcast, I'm turning my passion into practice. I separated from the Air Force in 2010, and since that time, through using the post-9-11 GI Bill to go to college, working hourly jobs to pay the bills, and freelancing my way into a career, I've studied what it takes to successfully transition from service to civilian. And that study has become a conversation. On this podcast, I will speak to other veterans, successful artists and entrepreneurs about their transition, what they did well, where they failed, what they learned, and most importantly, how they applied their skills. Episode five features John Boxstands and Brandon Negararian, owners and operators of Bravo Actual. John, Brandon, and I discuss how military and law enforcement training and operations is the best preparation for an entrepreneurship. Welcome. This is Veteran Made. John, Brandon, good to see you guys. Um, we can just start with uh, who you guys are, um, what you uh, what you did in the military, and then what, what you're doing now, and we'll get started. All right. Uh, so my name is John Boxstance. Uh, I'm originally from Canton, Michigan. Um, I served four years in the Marine Corps and field artillery. Um, did a couple tours in Iraq. Um, four years there, came back to Michigan, did some college, and then went to uh, federal law enforcement. Very cool. Brandon? Yeah, I'm Brandon Garrett. I'm uh, from Massachusetts, and uh, I met John uh, at work. <clears throat> we both work, you know, federal law enforcement right now, uh, based out of Detroit, but uh, we met in Arizona about almost eight, nine years ago. Very cool. Um so yeah, I mean, talk to me about how how Bravo Actual got started and how you guys met and, and how that turned into how this business. Well, the truth is we we're bored at work one day, not much going on. And uh, we had an idea. We've been talking about it for a while. We've always been kind of entrepreneurial driven, um, talking about uh, real estate. And I, I always talk about stocks. So, you know, you have a lot of time to talk about stuff uh, if not much is going on. So the idea came there. And um there's a problem in the supplement industry that I've always had, and it was pre-workout. So we're like, hey, let's let's make our own. So Brandon just uh, or looked up the ingredients, I mean, very basic stuff, and, and ordered it. And we basically started mixing it in, uh, in my kitchen for a few months, just trial and error type stuff. Yeah, yeah we were sitting in the truck, or we were on midnight shift, uh, waiting for some stuff to happen. Um, and then we, we ordered uh, like 20 kilos of raw product and unmarked packages that came to the house. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history. Started mixing in five-gallon buckets and stirring it with a drill. And then, you know, giving it to our teammates to kind of test out and, and see how they liked it and kind of experiment because, you know, that's what they're for. So, yeah, we couldn't – so our problem was, you know, we were always – you know, trying other people's stuff or we couldn't find anything that was reliable or was always changing or this one was getting pulled off the shelf. And, uh, you know, in our line of work, like fitness is imperative, right? You know, and we always say like train like your life depends on it because 
there is a big population in this country that, you know, their life does rely on their level of fitness, whether it's, you know, military, police, first responders, firefighters, whoever, um, if they're not fit, you know, they don't train to look good at the beach. Although that's a plus, you know, they're training, you know, to be able to perform at a high level, at, you know, all the time. So we're like, hey, man, there's got to be a lot of people like us out there that, that just need reliable stuff. <clears throat> and so at the time, we couldn't find it um, or anything that we could that we were consistently going to could turn to or was part of our community. So we were like, hey, man, we'll just we'll just do it ourselves. So, you know, that was back in 2016. So, you know, five years ago uh, and now here we are. So, I mean, it seems like there was a demand other than us for it. So it's been working out pretty well. Yeah, cool. So what I'm curious what the what the problem with pre-workout, you know, was or or is for you guys that specifically led you to start with that product and, and make it what, what about what was on the market wasn't working for you? Well, for me, I'll, t- I'll tell you that consistency, there would always be an inconsistency or uh, digestive issues I would always have. So I just bounce around from one to another and nothing seemed really consistent. Um, so we just ordered the, the ingredients, like took out a lot of the fillers, a lot of companies use fillers and stuff like that, um, or a lot of, you know, gimmicks. So we're like, let's get the most raw ingredients we can, the bare minimum ingredients at work. So that's what happened. And I kept taking it over and over again and kept trying. I'm like, this keeps working. Like we might be onto something here. So. Yeah. And uh, another thing. So besides having like unproven ingredients and all this stuff, you know, the supplement industry, it's, you know, it's saturated right now and everyone's trying to find that magic ingredient to kind of like separate themselves from the pack. And like, it does breed innovation in some sense, but it also breeds like premature, like, you know, trusting of these ingredients, right? Because they'll based on one science, one, uh, one study with like six people that was done. And, you know, all the, all like the controls, it's very questionable, you know? So we're like, Hey, let's just do with the ingredients that we know work that were proven that, you know, there's science to back it up. And then the second thing uh, was caffeine, right? So a lot of these things are just loaded with caffeine because caffeine, you know, everyone knows about caffeine. You take a bunch of it and you'll be flying off, off the walls. Right. And if people feel like feel that, then they feel like their pre-workout's working and then, you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> so we, we know like our community. So all our supplements are kind of created for our community. Like, we, we welcome everyone to take them, but we kind of gear them towards our community and, you know, that's, that's who we cater to. So the caffeine intake, you know, the big problem is you see guys and girls taking, what are they going to do? They're going to wake up, have coffee, then they're going to take their pre-workout, then they're going to have an afternoon bang or whatever energy drink they want. You know what I mean? And then, you know, hey, maybe the PM comes around, they could have another cup of coffee, especially if you work in shift work and unpredictable schedules and you got to come back in the morning after you just worked a 12-hour shift till midnight, you know? So that's what we're seeing. And then we're no different, right? Like we do it too. So, you know, we're going in um, later today for a night shift and like you, like I'm going to pick something up on the way to work, you know what I mean? So we're trying to like limit it. If we can try to help, you know, put people in the success, in the position for success to limit their caffeine intake, I mean, that's going to reduce a lot of stuff that a lot of the issues that our community has, whether it's like sleep issues, anxiety, PTSD, or other mental issues that could all be triggered through like excessive caffeine intake. You know what I mean? So if you're taking something with 600 milligrams and you're taking a, a energy drink with 300 and you're drinking a cup of coffee with 150, 200, you know, you're pushing the six, 
the thousand milligram barrier, you know, pretty quickly. So, and I mean, I've been there and I know John's been there and I'm sure you have too, you know, just consuming that much uh, caffeine in one day. So that was kind of where our mindset was with the pre-workout. Yeah. I'm ashamed at the number of uh, the blue sugar-free monster energy drinks. I, I, uh, I, I drank when I was in the Air Force doing uh doing a mid mid shift workout on the flight line, like looking yeah. back, like I have no idea, no idea uh, how I did that. Um, so I'd like to hear a little bit, you know, more about like dive into, uh, you know, like s- serving the community through, through the product. I think that's a really interesting approach to, to a business. I think there's a lot of, especially in supplement industry. Um, but I think in, in a lot of industries, uh, businesses are trying to serve too many people and are casting the net too wide. Um, and then that, that, you know, like you said, makes for a very generic product. Um, and then also doesn't really give an opportunity for other folks to come in and use the product because there's no specificity. Um, so what is it about the physical product that you guys uh, use that caters to, to the community? Um, and then what is it about, you know, your marketing and, and sales and business approach to the community that, that generates that for you? We'll kind of go to back to our, how we started, right? We want to produce something for ourselves. Um, we had a very physical demanding job and we know what it takes and we, we've been working out our whole lives, right? So we want to develop something that works for us. And we know if it works for us, it's going to work for other people in the community. So that's kind of how we started with this and how we keep going forward. Uh, we're not going to put something out there that's, you know, like I said, full of fillers or anything like that. It's going to be legit. And so we test stuff over and over again. We, we research things and make sure we're getting the proper ingredients and the proper dosages for people to take in our line of work. And other people can take them outside of that, but we're really focused on the military law enforcement because that's who we are and that's what we do. So, And a big part of that, what we're trying to do is we want to be a company that uh, everyone could trust, right? We want to be like, hey, that's a problem actual stuff. Like we welcome you to do your research on our products. Absolutely. But we want to also have that level where they, you know, if it's our stuff, you know, it's coming out, it's going to be good. It's going to be researched and there's going to be no fillers. There's going to be no dyes. There's going to be um, nothing crazy in there. That's going to be, you know, questionable or make you, you know, pop hot or anything. Um, so that's kind of what we wanted. Right. Cause I didn't have that. I didn't, I didn't know which brand I was going to go get. I'll just go and ask the guy at the store, Hey man, what's hot right now. And then he would tell me, and then I would grab it. You know, I'd look at the label or whatever, <clears throat> and then I would just take it and go home, and it, it wasn't working. So that was kind of, you know, our motto for that. And then so we're not going to be creating products that, like, our community really doesn't use, you know what I mean, or need. Like, uh, we get asked a lot about, like, a fat burner. Like, no, I'm, we're probably not going to come up with a fat burner, one that there's no research done on them or – there's very little research done to back up the ingredients that they actually work as a fat burner. And two, it's just not what we're about. Like um, we're a performance brand. Like we want you to be able to perform when it matters most under stress. And uh, if you look good on the beach or whatever, or you're going to go do a competition, like that's just, you know, that's just icing on the cake. That's not where we're, we're aimed towards. You know what I mean? So we're not a, a bodybuilding brand or anything like that. And we did see like some other companies kind of, and they're still around, they're in our space, but they don't really, uh, they target our community, but they're not really part of it and never were part of it. But they just know that it's a, you know, it's a big population of physically active people 
and then you know they're trying to you know take advantage of it so you know we're trying to stick to our or about and you know it's really important to us and that's something that will never change yeah i love that um can you what what is your your testing and research process like what makes yours more rigorous than than others like so we research all all the ingredients so we get the groundwork done first and then we go to the manufacturer and we we test them so uh, our last uh, sample we had the after action recovery we want to put some ingredients in there that we you know we researched and we're good like nootropic kind of stuff it just didn't taste right so we kind of had to go back and tweak it again tweak it again so it's we're we're doing all the testing and we'll, we'll have some people that we trust uh, you know help out and you know, taste it as well, but it's mostly on us. So we do the research um, and we'll go to other professionals that we trust as well to look at the ingredients. So, yeah. so all our products are made in a FDA inspected registered uh, CGMP facility. So we don't make them in the kitchen anymore, uh, unfortunately. But so, you know, our stuff is made in legit, you know, manufacturer, one of the biggest in the country. Um, they make a lot of brands that are out there already right now. Um, besides doing the research, like we look at the medical studies of all this stuff, make sure that the ingredients are proven and we see some other stuff that's flying around and like, we actually do consider it, but we don't, you know, we're not going to put it into our product until like, there's enough research to back it up that it's going to be effective. Um, and then we'll reach outside too, to like other people and like other, you know, medical professionals or like connections that we have. If we have questions on stuff, we understand like, we're not the experts of everything, you know? So it's kind of like rack out. Like when we came out with rack out, we teamed up with Hunter Seven. Why? Because that's they're by far the best medical uh, medical professor medical professional research team there is right now. Right? They're out there putting out information that no one else has access to. They can do or have the capability to analyze and produce that kind of information. Right? So we try to team up with people like that and really deliver like solid products, and it's super important to us. Very cool. Yeah, I definitely want to chat about rack out in a in a bit. So you guys started with the um, with the the pre workout, and then um, then how, how long was that the only product? And then when did you move on to to the next one? And and what's the product lineup look like now? Can you kind of take us through the journey of of you know starting with one and then moving to where you are now? Yeah. Well, we we started with the pre workout as we said in the kitchen. And that was kind of like um, a couple of years in the making there. You know, we started in 2016 and, you know, once people, we found out people liked it, we're like, all right, well, maybe we can sell it. And that's how kind of Bravo Actual was born. Uh, we, we had to get actual caffeine. We had to start a business. We had to, cause you can't just know Joe Schmoke and buy caffeine off the street. Cause it's deadly at a certain point. Uh, if you take too much of it. So that's how we started the business. So it just kind of evolved from there, but it, it was, very slow for the first year, few years because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. I mean, there's no like structure or anything. So we just kind of, you know, trying different things. And then we transferred up to Detroit, you know, slow going, the, the whole move and everything. So it was basically two and a half years ago is when we really kicked things off with the new manufacturer. Hey, let's get serious. So we started out with Warno and then we moved on to after action recovery, which is, you know, your central amino acids, your, um, branch chain amino acids, your B vitamins, and electrolytes. So that was our second product. Yeah. And what happened was, so when we started out, the pre-workout was actually called Raptor Feed. And that's kind of like an inside joke on our team. 
And uh, so we called it Raptor Feed. And then, you know, like John said, like when we decided that we were going to go legit, we were like, all right. Um, we had some connections in the supplement industry and someone's like, hey, we got a small manufacturer out of California. Um, that would be great for you guys. They're small, you're small. They'll be able to do uh, small runs for you guys. And uh, we're like, awesome. So, uh, you know, we always say like good, le good lessons are expensive and this is how, this how it happens. So we get all excited. Uh, our first shipment comes in and we go to pick it up at the, the transport facility or whatever. And the boxes are all crumbled and like wrecked and like the pallets all look like trash. And we're like, oh man, like Jesus, like this is crazy. So then we open it and then uh, like the bottles aren't correct. It's uh, they're all scuffed and like broken. So we call the manufacturer and he's like, Hey, all right, send them back. So we send them back, sends us another one. It looks a little better. It's in the right containers or whatever. So we're like, all right, cool. Then we're good. Here we go. So we start, we open up a couple, start taking them and we start realizing like one, the taste isn't up to our, our, our uh, standard Two, the, it doesn't work like it's supposed to, like, we know how it's supposed to work. We made it out of raw ingredients. Like we understand that this is supposed to just be on a larger scale. Right. So we didn't feel right selling that to people because it was basically trash. So we took our first shipment, threw it in the back of my truck, and then we threw it away. So thousands and thousands of dollars, you know what I mean? We just threw away because it wasn't up to standard. Like, we're not going to sell that. Like, that's that goes against what we're trying to do here. So then we kind of came to a crossroads. We're like, all right, man, like, what are we going to do with this thing, right? We already put all this money into it. We threw it away. And then... Um, so we took that opportunity back in 2019 to kind of be like, all right, man, if we're going to do this, like, let's do it. So that's when we kind of like rebranded a little bit, changed all of the, changed it from Raptor feed to Warno, you know, found a new manufacturer, went down there, did a tour of the facility to make sure that it was legit and we weren't going to have the same problems. And then when it was made, we also went down. So when the stuff's made, we go down there um, to make sure that it's up to standard because we didn't want to, you know, have those issues again. So that's kind of how it started and you know the pains of entrepreneurship but i think you know based on who we are as people and you know like accomplishing the mission and all that stuff i think some of those traits definitely you know fire us up and like kind of we refuse to fail a little bit yeah for sure so yeah i want to hear about what was the what were the conversations like between the two of you to <laughs> make the decision to let to say like hey we got to qc this uh because we didn't last time so I'm curious why you didn't the first time and how hard that lesson was to learn and then what the conversations were like between the two of you to, to come up with this, this new process and say, hey, this is how we have to do things. Well, yeah, two things. One was uh, I was the one who made the shipment and I was the one who found the manufacturer. So I felt so guilty about that. And uh, I kind of shut down. I, I mean, I really get emotional like that, but I was like, I failed us and I, I was in a dark place for a little bit. And then Brandon kind of like, no, we'll get through this. You know, he's, you know, being the good, uh, good buddy he is. And then one day we're at the, the gym. <clears throat> he goes, I got it. I go, what? He's like, we got to change the name. And I was like, we can't change the name Raptor feed. And I was like, kind of pissed off. I was like, get away from me. You know, like, but we're in the gym. So I kind of worked out a little bit. I was like, all right, what are we going to call it? He's like, I don't know, but we got to change the name. So um, that's how it kind of started. And then that, that moment in the gym actually kind of sparked, you know, a little bit of, fire under us like what are we going to call it? what are we going to call it and so that's why we kind of changed all the names how, how the line of names started with you know military uh, acronyms so warno stands for warning order it's before the mission 
you get a warning order telling you what the situation is and what you're about to do. So I was like, that's perfect. So let's, let's go with that. And then we, then we started doing more research and trying to find a manufacturer called manufacturer after manufacturer. So it, it was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of work, but I'll tell you what, once, once you get that fire burning, you just keep going with it. And it's awesome to have a partner who is as crazy in ideas as you are and we'll make it happen. So. So what Brandon, what was, I mean, was, I could just like picture you guys, you know, working out and then you hadn't been talking about it for a while. And, and John, you felt bad about it. And like, Brandon, what made you, what made you choose the name of the product as the, the spark for what would get you guys to talk about it again and figure out what to do next? Yeah. Because, you know, it was kind of, we were trying to figure it out and like we have a couple of rules that we've kind of learned along the way. And uh, one of them is good lessons are expensive. Uh, the second one is uh, nobody wants to help you. Um, and these are things that we, we, you know, we've learned. And as we were going along, I was like, dude, look, what are we going to do here? Like we're standing here. We have nothing to show for it. And uh, we had already kind of been telling people like, Hey, we got it coming out. It's coming out. And then people are asking us about it. And then we're like, ah, oh, trying to, you know, we don't have to do. So I was like, you know, look, screw it. Like let's rebrand. Let's completely rebrand everything. Right. So, you know, fresh start. And uh, that's where we came up with like a new logo. We called, uh, we decided to change the name from Raptor feed to Warno and like really kick it off. We were like, all right, man, if we're going to do this, like we had a discussion, if we're going to do, it, we're going to do it right. Right. It's going to cost three times more than we already lost but it's going to be the right way. Right. So we were committed to it and they were like, all right, if we're going to do this again, like we really have to, to go all in. So we did. And it was, uh, it was kind of scary, especially when you start working with like these bigger manufacturers and stuff and they have minimums that are terrifying, you know, cause we went from selling uh, a couple here and there, you know, uh, every once in a while to like, now we're ordering thousands, you know what I mean? So that's definitely scary. Cause I don't think we sold um, maybe 500 containers before, you know, over the course of a couple of years. And then we, now we have to order a couple thousand and now like that's, you know, we're beyond that. So it's kind of scary, you know, and then you're looking at it and we still, you know, we work for the government, so we're not very wealthy people. So, you know how it is and like a lot of the community. And uh, that was another thing we wanted to do is just offer like high quality stuff and affordable price. Right. Cause we know how much everyone makes probably like, it's not that much money. Like we, I can't afford like super high end expensive stuff, but we were able to like kind of work it and offer that quality at like a, you know, a first responder budget. So that's really important to us too. Like we don't do sales. We don't do all this stuff and like try to like lure people in with like buy one, get 87 things free or all this stuff because the price is what it is. It's really good stuff at a very affordable price. So that's kind of like our business model was for that. What was the, um, what was the rebranding process for you guys? What, what, obviously it's super smart to come up with the name structure that you did. did what was the thought process behind that? Was it a, a kind of a, a quick decision to say, like, oh, hey, we should do it this way. Or were there conversations between the two of you? Who's, who's the creative mind? Who's the, you know, who's the st- strategic mind? Like, how does that, how does that, um, like take us through how that process works between the two of you. Well, we had like a vision, like we wanted to be tactical, right? But we didn't, we're not really um, artistic. So we needed to get help from someone else. <laughs> Another funny story. I remember Brandon, 
So my house was getting uh, redone. So I was living with him at the time. And he comes downstairs and he's like, this guy from Bangladesh won't, you know, he's jerking my chain. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I just paid this guy 80 bucks to make us a logo. And I was like, are you serious? The guy from Bangladesh? Like, it was, it was just hilarious. So luckily we got in touch with the right people, um, the right designer that kind of knew what we're, we're going with. I mean, he's done a lot of uh, branding and stuff like that. So we kind of showed him, hey, we, we we're tactical. We want this. And man, he, he thought of stuff that we could never think of. Like, awesome. Like the cool logos we have, like he thought of all that stuff with, with our input, obviously, but he came up with the idea. So you need to get the right people involved. And, you know, it, it takes work. You're not going to find it right away. Um, like yeah. I said, that phone call brand was, I was like, what are you doing? But he, he was trying. And that's what you got to do. You just got to start doing stuff. And that's how you figure it out through experience. So, yeah, that's true. It was, we were used, I tried using that app Fiverr. We oh, like yeah. hire like little like uh, independent contractors. <clears throat> and oh my God, it was terrible. So, <laughs> after the guy from Bangladesh took my money, um, we chalked it up as uh, good lessons are expensive and we tried to find the right people. But even the guy who we've continuously worked with at this point, like, at first, like, he didn't really – he wasn't really, like, all in to help us, you know what I mean? Because he's a professional. He sees that we're small, and, like, he kind of – whatever. So we're always the last the last on his list of things to do, you know what I mean? And uh, so when you when you experience stuff like this, you have to learn how to, like, work with people, you know what I mean? And uh, I kind of get fired up, and, like, I just want to get right to him. Like, yo, like, what's the problem? Like, help us get our stuff done. But, you know, it takes a little more uh, tact than that. So, John, he's better at handling that kind of stuff. And I'm learning. But, uh, you know, it just goes to the different types of things that, you know, you have to kind of go through before you ever, you know, have a problem. And then once the once the train starts rolling or the bus starts rolling, everybody wants to jump on it, right? They see that you're doing it. You finally uh, – you're doing things. You, they see stuff coming out. And, you know, they see people talking about you here and there. And then now everyone wants to be a part of it. And uh, so it's the first, the first mile is always the hardest, right? It's like when you go for a run, uh, this, I'd say the same thing in business. Um, you got to get up and start going and no one's going to be trying to help you or try to like come over and be like, Hey man, what can we do to help? Or how can we promote? Or what do you need from us? Uh, so it's just, it's always a learning experience for sure. And I mean, we still have that to this day. Like we're still super small. So. Yeah, so a couple questions. Um, so are the rules, are there just the two? No, we have a couple. Can you take me through them? Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously the first one is good lessons are expensive. Uh, we've learned that literally uh, proves itself time and time again. Number two is no one wants to help you. Uh, even if you're going to pay them, right? Like you'd be like, hey, I'll pay you uh, to print these labels for us. And it takes them six weeks when it's supposed to be like two weeks and then they mess them up and they have to go get new labels. And now like the production's behind, like, it's just how it is. Right. And then um, we also do a little bit of like real estate. So like our contractors, like unbelievable, you know, with that kind of stuff, they try and pay these people and they don't want to do the work. So uh, another one is like, we have his desperations of stinky cologne. You know what I mean? Like you have to do your thing. And 
make it by yourself because if you're just like one of those guys who's always trying to get help from everybody and like you just constantly being a taker and not a giver like that's people can identify that immediately like i mean they know you know so just be confident in your stuff uh do the work yourself and then uh, paying off so um another one is you got to touch the stove no matter how much you know it's a bad idea or you shouldn't do it or whatever you're going to make that mistake so you might as well just do it um you can't be you can't be afraid to fail even if you know like that's what's going to happen because that's where we like we learn all these lessons from um so we we have a lot of people that we know that kind of trying to start businesses and they'll they'll ask us for advice and we know like some of the stuff um we've built the custom web we've been through like five or six different website platforms we've done a bunch of stuff that's already failed and we knew it's kind of going to happen, but we had to do it just to confirm that it was a bad idea. And then, so we kind of try to help people with that, but guess what? They're still going to do it too. Cause that's just how it works. So yeah, the, then, uh, the, the last one go wrong. Will. Hold on, Brandon, real quick. The touch of the stove one's really, really good too, because we, I do it every day and this, this equates to everything in life. Like I don't want to go for a run today but I probably should, or I don't want to do this. That means I probably should do it. And so I find myself, that's actually like a little voice in my head on my shoulder saying, Hey, go do this. You don't want to do it. So you probably should. So just to touch on that. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Sorry. What, and then was, you said there's one more. Oh yeah. What can go wrong? Will. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, everyone knows about Murphy. Yeah. Yep. But it's yeah. just been confirmed. It, yeah, it's just basically you got to just be ready for anything, and you can't get upset when things go wrong. It's just, you, I mean, it's you just know in business like nothing's going to go as planned. It really isn't. So you just got to adjust. And when it does, it's like wow, that was easy, and you're you're confused, and you're almost like wanting more. It's kind of weird. It's like a masochistic way of thinking, but it works. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. So um, what's the what's the balance like for for you guys working, you know, working full time in federal law enforcement and then also having this side business that's, you know, more than a side business. I mean, if somebody doesn't know that you guys are doing both ostensibly, this is what you're doing, um, you know, for a living. And it's just the two of you. What's the what's the balance like? How do you guys integrate, you know, work and work and life? Well, it, I mean, it's kind of tough. Uh it's not going to always be in balance. Um, there's times, you know, when we got a new shipment in, we, I had to take time off. I had to take vacation time for, for work. Um, and there's other times I have to work and go somewhere, go on deployment somewhere and, you know, business ha or a brand has to pick up the slack or we just can't attend something. So it gets out of whack. It does. But um, I guess that would be balance in a way, long-term balance, but yeah, it'll definitely get out of whack. You just, you just kind of adjust. And there'll be some days where you're, you're only sleeping like four hours a night because you got stuff to do. So it's just, it's hard to do. It's just, but if you want it bad enough, that's what you got to do. Yeah. And we have a pretty solid team that we work with here. I mean, uh, that we've kind of assembled that have been helping us out since day one. So they've been able to help us pick up a lot of the slack. I mean, there's always something to do with the business. We're always growing. I mean, we got projects lined up all the way through next summer and then, you know, the next couple of years. So um, they're pretty good at handling some of that stuff. Like John said, like 
we're always on the road too. So uh, we spend, you know, anywhere from like three to five to six months a year on the road for work. So we just had to build a good, good core base at the, at home. And, you know, we're able to rely on them and they know how the business works because we brought them in from the beginning. So I, we feel completely comfortable with them taking over anything as far as like day-to-day and creative and like getting this stuff done. So it's definitely important. Yeah. Are you guys in the same unit uh, now in, in law enforcement? Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. So um, I'd love to, so the, so the products so we have Warno is the, is the pre-workout and then after action recovery um, and then uh, rack out. I'd love to, I'd love to chat a bit about how rack out, um, came to be and what your relationship with Hunter seven is like, and, um, specifically what that product does and who it helps and, and just the story behind it. And, and then what, um, you know, practically, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of lives that have been, that have been, um, positively affected because of it. And yeah, well, we just dropped our protein Zulu, um, a couple months ago, no, a couple weeks ago. So that's been pretty good for us. Um, but when it came to Rackout, it was a collaborative effort. So we got put in touch with Hunter Seven a couple of years ago, and uh, we're working. So they were picking our brains about something else, and we're still eventually going to release um, another joint product for uh, to kind of help them with their core mission. So, but we were talking in. Uh, they were like, yeah, you know, all these people have sleep issues and all this stuff. And we were just kind of like, I'm like, yeah, I've heard of that too. And so like, Hey, let's come up with a sleep aid. Right. And uh, so completely wasn't even planned or anything. It's not why we started talking, but we'd get on the phone and it was, you know, two hours would pass and it felt like 10 minutes just bouncing ideas off each other. And so Rackout was born um, over 458 days of uh, research between them and us we came up we finally came up with the formula for rackout i think we did four to five uh testing iterations with that um and then finally we had it and we were comfortable with it so they handled a lot of the heavy lift as far as like the research um stuff they have a folder like this big on just rackout research so if anyone wants that we'll photocopy it and send it to you to let you know that it's backed up uh but the problem was is is shift work, mental issues, uh, too many stimulants, stuff like that. Mind racing, you can't shut down. All these issues are happening and people aren't sleeping. And especially in our community, it's more prevalent, right? Um, and then the compounds, like if you're not sleeping, that just affects everything else in your life. Now like your hormones start to become imbalanced and then when that happens, now you don't feel right and then you, do other stuff that could be even more self-destructive and people start relying on alcohol and pills and other different things, Benadryl or whatever else to go to sleep. And then it just spirals out of control Then two, three, four years, you know, you're going to start having some serious issues. So we're like, Hey, let's take an all natural approach to this and really come up with something that people can rely on. And that will only improve as you continue to take it. Right. Cause so it's actually designed to help, balance your hormone levels as you continue to take it over time, which is really nothing else like that on the market. Like a lot of the other sleep aids are just glorified sleep, sleepy teas with like the basic stuff like, Oh, valerian root, like, or, uh, 
I don't know, lemongrass or something like that. You know what I mean? So we really wanted to take it up a notch. And uh, we did. And Rackout has been awesome. It's been helping a ton of people. We get messages all the time. Oh, it saved my job. It saved my marriage. It saved this. All this different stuff. I'm finally sleeping. I haven't slept in, you know, three, four years. And now I'm, I'm finally getting eight hours a night. People send us um, all their metrics from their whoops and their watches and their phones and all the trackers. And it'll show the improvement like the numbers don't lie with rack out um so it's actually bad it's science-based you know a product that actually works so super proud of it we love rack out i take it every night um it's real great and it's been helping uh 107 a lot like we were able to like kind of help give back to them as well so they can continue their mission so um definitely love the crew over there work closely with them and uh we definitely have some other stuff down the pipe Yeah, that's that's uh, that's how I found you guys. I absolutely love love that product. It's been it's been a uh, been a game changer on the on the sleep front, um, uh, which is great. So okay, so talk to me a little bit about about Zulu and the, getting into getting into the. Pro, I mean, that's like the big. And it feels like protein is the supplement um, king. Um, so want to hear about the development of that product, and then curious about about the name. Obviously, I know Zulu is the phonetic. Um, designation for 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 z for the end but i'm curious why you guys use that name for for the products well we always wanted a, a protein and uh you know it, we just never had the facility to do it really or the the capacity to do it um and, and it's expensive uh initial buy-in so and people would always been hitting us up for years hey man when the protein's coming out i'm like yeah it's gonna be a while you know we, these things cost money so uh but we wanted to make it a really good protein um, we didn't want, you know, a concentrate or, um, we looking at plant-based proteins and stuff like that, but the best protein that you can buy in the market is whey isolate. It's micro filtered, uh, it digests really easy. There's no lactose in it. So it's almost anybody can drink it. So it's, it's really the, like the purest form of protein you can get. Um, and so we tried it out <clears throat> and uh, tried a bunch of different flavors and man, it just tasted great. And, so I was like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, we can scrounge up the money. Let's, let's pull it together. So, um, we did. And, um, that was a, that was another interesting thing when we actually got that protein, we didn't have the storage space for it. So we had to get more storage and, um, we're in a truck, stuff like that stuff. You got to learn on the fly. So it was, it was kind of fun at the same time to get yeah. that going. Yeah. We were super concerned about the high, the quality of the protein. And like you said, it's expensive and, uh, a lot of, a lot of people don't get into protein for that reason. There's not a ton of money to be made in it, but that's fine. Like we're just trying to deliver you know, really high quality product. Like, and that's the end of the day. If we could just at least make our costs, maybe a couple bucks that can keep pushing forward, then that's all we really ask for with that. So um, you'll see a lot of them out there, blends and other weird stuff, but you know, way isolate is, is the proven king of proteins, the purest form of protein you can get. Um, put digestive enzymes and some BCAAs in there and make sure that you're absorbing it and digesting it properly and getting the full effect of it. And then uh, really hit a home, another home run with it. But I mean, that takes time, you know, so a lot of research went into that, but uh, Zulu is actually our call sign uh, for our unit. We're all Zulu units. Um, so that's where we, that's where that came from. So. Love it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, yeah. So, what's what's on the what, what what's on the horizon um, that you guys are able to 
that you guys are able to talk about. What are you, what are you working on now? What are some of the next, next steps and next things for, for Bravo actual, or are you just kind of focused on, on Zulu for a while and, and working with the current lineup that you have? No, we're actually, uh, we got some samples in, uh, you know, as we talked about earlier, we sample everything before we put it in production. So we're sampling all the Warno products, um, uh, rack out as well. So that's going to take, you know, probably another couple months to get all that stuff done. Um, so we're going to have new products there. That's just new flavors. Yeah. New flavors. Yeah. So, cause you know, we have two right now, definitely would want, you know, like another one, maybe re up on another one. Um, yeah. So it's, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff that, you know, at bedtime, you know, people would like to, to taste. So, uh, we haven't tried them yet, but you know, there's, it's, uh, it's coming. So working on that. And then, uh, we're also going to be looking at releasing another pre-workout probably. I mean, this is down the road. Uh, probably get into like the, to the new tropic space a little bit. And uh, you may see like another form of protein uh, coming down the road as well. Very cool. And then what's the, what's the, um, what's the reception been like within the community? I mean, obviously, yes, from a sales standpoint, um, you guys are, are doing well and, and, and moving a lot of product and, um, and people are using it, but what's the, what's the community, you know, been like, as you guys are, you know, active on social media and, and, and getting emails and messages from people like what's, what's, what's been the biggest takeaway for you within the community? Well, Brian, you have, you handle most of the social media, so I'll let you handle yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's been pretty awesome. So it kind of feels weird sometimes because we don't get a ton of negative feedback or a ton of people like talking trash or, that whole uh, entrepreneurial thing, like, you know, all the haters out there, like attacking me and all that stuff. Like we really haven't had a ton of that. Um, I'm sure they're out there, but like, they don't come up and tell us, or we don't see it. So to, it's cool. Uh, it's been pretty awesome. Um, the community, they're really receptive to it. They buy into what we're doing. Uh, naturally being in the supplement industry, like people are very skeptical. So like we have to earn their trust and we understand that. Like I'd be the same way. I'd be like, you're just another supplement company. There's thousands of you guys out right now. Um, especially now that like the boutique sub companies, that, that's, a, that's a pretty big, you know, chunk of the market right now. So once they realize what we're about, like, you know, they jump on. So we've been sponsoring the tactical games this year. So we've been going to a lot of uh, events and then just getting out there and be able to meet people and people be able to put a face to the brand and be able to talk to us and just like realize, oh, wait, you guys actually do this stuff. Um, I mean, we see people we worked with or someone that worked with our unit, you know, 15, 20 years ago, or they seen us here or there or wherever, you know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. That's been really receptive. That's been helpful uh, just to get out there and get some engagement. I'm looking to do more of that in 22. Um, always open to like ideas when people hit us up, like, hey, can you do this or can you do that? Like we pretty much do anything we can to facilitate uh you know, what everyone's doing out there as well. So the, the reception has been, it's been pretty awesome. Been working with Burbiz a lot. So we go to their events and set up. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but what he's doing is pretty awesome. Scott's the man. Um, so it, it works. It's been, it's been pretty good looking to do more of it and getting out there and meet more people and helping as many people as we can. That's awesome. What, um, so are there, I know that we went through the rules that, that you guys have came up with uh, earlier, which, which are great. I'd, I'd be curious to hear if there's anything 
specific to your experience in military and law enforcement that has informed the way that you approach uh, entrepreneurship? And, and if there's any, I don't want to say like lessons that you've learned, but if there's any specific skills that you brought with you from, from your, your other work into this work and, and maybe how it's uniquely informed how you do it. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, you know, the fact that you just don't give up, obviously that's a big one, but, you know, going through all that training teaches your mind to just be strong. And then when things get rough, you're going to make it through because you've been through stuff like that. And you're like, well, you know, we, we say all the time, like, Hey, at least we're not, you know, stuck on a mountaintop getting rained on right now. You know? Yeah, this sucks, but we're inside an air conditioning house or room or whatever. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's not bad. So that kind of mindset, it just gets your mindset ready for the challenges that you're going to face because entrepreneurship um, is the hardest selection course I've ever been part of, and it's still ongoing and it never ends. And you, stuff just pops up that you, you didn't even know existed. And then you got to deal with like taxes and bookkeeping, just weird stuff. And I failed math three times in high school and I night school and summer school to get math. And now I'm the CFO. So it's kind of, you know, stuff like that. So you just got to be, gets you really prepared and gives you the, uh, the discipline to be good at uh, entrepreneurship. So um, anybody that's been in the military or has been through arduous training can have that discipline and mindset to go through this. So Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I'd say anyone who's been through an academy or a selection course, whatever, you know, they're always just looking for problem solvers, right? So, like, once you get through it, you, you kind of re- learn that skill set. And uh, we definitely apply it here. Um, we Things pop up all the time, and we just kind of figure out how to, how to solve that problem. Um, and you can kind of see it, like, the way we come up with plans and stuff. Like, it's almost like writing up, like, a little operation. Like, we're going to do this and this and this. And then it looks very similar. So, it's basically, you know, we're taking – all the skills we learn at work or whatever and bringing it into the company and kind of using that to, to pave the path forward. But like John said, he said it pretty well. It's all about mindset. And uh, I think our community, you know, they've seen a lot of stuff. They've done a lot of stuff. Uh, not much phases them. So, you know, anytime you want to start a business or create something, you know, it's pretty safe to do so. So it's going to be, it's going to be easier for them. And, and another thing uh, that's really cool, you know, we always talk about the, the hardship of entrepreneurship, but there's no sat, more satisfied feeling you put in the hours and time and effort, just like training for like a, you know, a game or something. And then you see someone actually like your product and give you really good feedback. You're like, wow, like it just feels so good uh, to give back and then have people give you positive feedback and keeps you going on the right path. So it, it's pretty awesome. Very rewarding. Yeah, I love that. Entrepreneurship is the is the toughest uh, selection course you've been through. That's a that's a good that's a good line. I'm sure that'll be. I'll pull that out on a quote card for social for sure. <laughs> so I'd love to finish. I'd love to hear. Uh, we've covered a lot. I think it, I think it's great. Uh, I'd love to finish up on something fun. What are each of your uh, brand? You can go first. What's your favorite um, product that that you that Bravo Actual? Uh, carries for yourself right now it's uh it's the AAR uh the new flavors are just unreal um I, pr- I pretty much bring it in a backpack everywhere I go it's just phenomenal so it's definitely AAR right now nice John well I'm gonna go with Zulu because I've wanted this for so long 
And just like the pre-workout, I can never find a protein I like. And now, now I got one. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And I came up with the, uh, the flavor because Brandon really wanted, he's like, you know what, you guys kind of figure out the flavors. So it was us and our other business partner came up with it. So it was like good to see the name of the flavor that, you know, I chose on there. So I feel kind of like my baby. So awesome. Pretty cool. Back to, that, back to that satisfying feeling, right? Yep, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, well, this, is, this has been great. Is, I mean, anything else that you guys want to cover that, that we didn't cover? I feel like this was uh, a great conversation and super helpful for, for other um, uh, entrepreneurs out there. No, nah, man, just uh, appreciate having us on here. And if anyone out there that's listening or whatever, like if we could do anything to help you succeed or like help you, you know, get started, do whatever, um, whether it's, you know, advice or anything we can do to help we're just always here to help and that's kind of been our one of our core values for our businesses we just want to help as many people as possible so if it's fitness related supplement related even if it's not about our products like if it's about someone else's products you're taking we have no problem helping uh about anything so hit us up that's awesome we'll put we'll put all the links in, in the show notes we'll put the we'll put the uh the website um url and we'll get the uh the uh, Instagram handle on there as well. And I mean, people can ask you for advice, but you're just going to tell them that they, they got to touch the stove, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll tell them we're going to do it. And then I guarantee you they'll, they'll go do it anyways, but then they'll be like, oh, all right, well, at least I know what to do now. Uh, that's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. Really, uh, really appreciate the time. And uh, I've loved getting to know you guys here and uh, hope to continue to keep in touch and um, see the cool stuff you guys are doing. Awesome. Yeah. appreciate the conversation. Great talking to you. Yeah. Thanks guys. Later.